It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Harris Faulkner. I'm Greg Gutfeld. I'm Janice Dean. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, May 22nd, 2023. I'm Evan Brown. The U.S. will allow European-owned F-16 fighter jets to be given to Ukraine, replacing that nation's aging fleet of old MiGs, first built by the Soviet Union. This F-16 is way easier to fly than anything the Russians ever built. And remember, these Ukrainian pilots now have been flying combat for a year. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. From the very start of Russia's war with Ukraine, Ukrainian leaders have asked for ways to defend their airspace. They've specifically hoped for no-fly zones, which are usually enforced by a third party with superior air power. And now the U.S., after a year of refusing, will allow its NATO partners in Europe to give Ukraine its supply of F-16 fighter jets, the mainstay weapon of NATO's aerial warfare. Ukraine's pilots and ground crews will train probably in the U.S. and later this year might be able to match or even outgun Russia's air force. This is the single biggest arms transfer of the entire war. Dr. Rebecca Grant is a national security analyst and president of Iris Independent Research. She says it could be something that turns Ukraine's fortunes, though Vladimir Putin himself says... Supplying such advanced weaponry would be a sign NATO and the U.S. is escalating the conflict. This is is really a huge new chapter. And I think the Biden administration has known for months that Ukraine needs better air power to defend its cities and ultimately to to claim victory here. They need the F-16 to defend against the Russian attacks on the civilian targets and also to help push more Russian soldiers off of more Ukrainian territory. It is a stupendous move, long overdue. I'm really glad to see it. Let's talk more about what the F-16 is capable that we were allowed to discuss anyway. Uh, it would be essentially going up against the Russian, is it the Su-35? I'm not sure it's the exact name of it. That's how it's abbreviated. But, um, you know, back in the uh, the Cold War days, when we would watch the uh, the movies like Iron Eagle and Top Gun, we talked about, you know, confronting the Russian MiGs, that these were these these very scary planes with pilots who had mirror covered uh, helmets. You couldn't see their faces and they were very boogeyman like. Um, but let, let's take the Hollywood out of it. Let's talk about what the F-16 can do compared to the Su-35 and why this is the ideal weapon for what Ukraine says it needs? Well, flat out, the F-16 was designed precisely to fight off Russian air power and to attack 
Russian ground targets. Now, those would now be ground targets in Ukraine. The F-16 is a multi-role fighter, and that means that it can dogfight with the best of them. It pulls nine Gs, nine times the force of gravity. It's the most agile uh, of the fighters, but it does a lot more than that. The F-16 has a very powerful radar that will help the Ukrainians see the incoming cruise missiles and drone attacks. It also is a super accurate precision bomber. So if the Ukrainians need to attack Russian supply lines in Ukraine that are bringing those shells up to the front, the F-16 can help them do that. So it's going to improve their air defenses and also give them an upgraded capability to strike Russian military targets in the Ukraine. And so it's significant in all those ways. And honestly, they need, I think at this point, replacement aircraft for their Air Force. And the F-16 is really absolutely the right choice. It's flown by so many NATO partners and others around the world. And it is just, uh, it is a super jet. It is absolutely what Ukraine needs. Uh, this is not the only NATO jet out there. I mean, there's the French Mirage, there's the British Tornado. Why, why is the F-16 a better option than, than the British or the French planes? F-16 is good because of the numbers. More than 5,000 F-16s have been produced, and there are, there are F-16s all over Europe. And this is how Britain and the Netherlands are going to put together this coalition to basically supply uh, F-16s from NATO partner stockpiles to Ukraine's Air Force. This also means that there are plenty of F-16 spare parts in Europe and plenty of NATO airmen who are really good at maintaining the F-16. And so the training can be done very quickly. I also think that for Ukraine's pilots, the F-16 will be a really easy upgrade for the combat experienced pilots. What have those pilots been flying? I think the last we've been reading is that they've been flying uh, older, you know, Soviet era j uh, jets. I mean, is, is that are the skills transferable? I mean, usually I think they take it to say pilots take six to eight months to learn how to fly these things. Oh, they're going to be much quicker than that. The Ukrainian pilots have been flying uh, MiG-29s and other Soviet era aircraft. But this F-16 is way easier to fly than anything the Russians ever built. And remember, these Ukrainian pilots now have been flying combat for a year. Yeah. So I'd say it's going to take more like 30 to 60 days to complete F-16 upgrade training. That will be done in the United States. So if they get the right instructors and the right time on the bombing ranges, these combat experienced Ukrainian pilots can upgrade very quickly and become combat effective in the F-16, really, I'd say, in under 60 days. It's not just the, uh, the pilots that will need training. I mean, the ground support needs to be trained on this as well. It, it takes more than one person to fly these things. Um, so what? how does that work? I mean, th does Ukraine have those capabilities too? Do they have enough people who work the ground to, as you mentioned, maintenance, but also uh, arming it and, and monitoring the flight? Can flight controllers be involved here? What, you know, what, what is that like? Yes, Ukraine will also have to have its maintenance personnel. They're absolutely key. Again, a quick uh, upgrade given the deep knowledge of the F-16 within NATO. Uh, they'll also have to train the armorers, the men and women who build the bombs and strap them on the aircraft. And then above that, they need that command level. 
That's where Ukraine's previous exercises with NATO, like Operation Clear Skies, that's been going on over about 10 years time period, that will help the squadron commanders and the wing commanders who are organizing the air missions to incorporate the F-16 and make the best use of it right away. They'll also have to be trained, the pilots will, on probably using a couple uh, new types of weapons. So they'll get some additional precision weapons. They may even be trained to take on enemy air defenses. Monitoring them is a big part of the F-16 mission. We may see Ukrainians trained to kill Russian air defenses in Ukraine, and that would be a good mission. We are speaking with National Security Analyst Dr. Rebecca Grant, president of IRIS Independent Research, on the decision by the U.S. to allow NATO transfers of F-16 aircraft to Ukraine. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Russia has said on more than one occasion that uh, providing F-16s to Ukraine would be, would be escalation, would be escalation with NATO. Are we really headed in that direction? I mean, does this put, say, Poland on further alert, for instance, um, from a Russian attack uh, or a Russian-backed attack from a country like Belarus or something like that? Um, because one has to think that we keep we keep providing more and better stuff to Ukraine, things that at one point we said we would not do because out of fear of escalation, and yet here we are doing it. So right now, the, the thought is that these F-16s would be defensive in nature, that they would they would have defensive missions. But what stops a further permission in six months from now for them to start flying into Russian territory? Well, these F-16s will have plenty of Russian military targets inside Ukraine. I expect them to be defensive, yes, but also hopefully to be used in some offensive operations hitting Russian lines in Ukraine's territory. As far as NATO overall, the NATO air posture has been on high alert all during the Ukraine war. I mean, literally now from Finland to uh, to Turkey, NATO airmen patrol that all the time. And I think giving Ukraine F-16s also is a little bit looking to the future because when this war ends, Ukraine will still need air power to patrol its borders and make sure that nothing like this can ever happen again. And the Secretary Austin and others have said all along, we've got to have Ukraine be really interoperable with NATO for the future. And F-16s really actually bind Ukraine that much closer into the NATO air forces and into NATO itself. And I think it's um, it's an important thing for right now, for any upcoming offensive to defend the cities in Ukraine as well, and then also looking to Ukraine's future and a secure Europe. I mean, F-16s just help every piece of that. Let, let's talk about what the Russians have been able to do, and that is through, I, I guess, from many reports now that they have taken Bakhmut, this city in the in the eastern part of Ukraine. Um, from what I've read, this is not a major city, it's not a, a major strategic win, but it is a pretty big win. The Even the description from uh, President Zelensky himself is that this was like Hiroshima. There's not much left of the city. This involved the use of a paramilitary organization that seems to be quite uh, beholden or, or allegiant to, uh, uh, to Vladimir Putin. Um, what can you tell us about that? And, and does this change anything? Bakhmut has been so hard fought over the past, really, it's been eight to nine months President Zelensky is right. The place has been leveled by Russian artillery fire, and they've kind of moved in block by block by block 
to the point that there's just that little access point left where the Ukrainians can go out to the West. But what I think is important here is that it has set Russian forces in place, and it has been a very, very costly advance around Bakhmut. And it, we we saw that the uh, you know the the Wagner Group, uh, mercenary forces, Prigozhin's guys, really complaining about lack of ammunition, about the rate of casualties. And I don't think Bakhmut is in any way a victory for Russia, given the huge losses that they've had there and how long Ukraine's forces have held out. Remember, Russia still has to worry about where the next Ukrainian attack is coming from. I don't think it's necessarily going to be up in that eastern area. We may see vulnerability down along the south. And it just means that Russia has a pretty long line there to defend. So while, um, you know, Bakhmut has been a tragedy, you know, another tragedy inflicted by Putin, but it's no major victory for Russia, not at all. What do you think would force either side to say, let's take a break? Let's let's sit down and talk. Let, let's stop the killing, because I think from most counts, there's like 100,000 dead on either side. This is an, an incredible body count over the course of a year, year and a half, whatever it's been now. Um, and, it, it, you know, just by reading headlines just today, it doesn't seem that it'd be winding down. If anything, it's ratcheting up. And I think... Uh, we in the West, meaning us, the United States, or us as NATO, keep providing more weapons to Ukraine, which encourages, I think, the Russians to then keep fighting, because what they have always claimed was that Ukraine was moving closer to NATO and becoming a threat to Russia. Are we very poorly communicating here? Is that the problem, or is there, is, does this end a different way, or can this end a different way? Our CIA director, Burns, says that Putin is just not in the frame of mind to negotiate at this point. To my mind, Putin will have to believe he's going to lose something important like the Crimea or to suffer significant losses against the Russian military targets that are in the Ukrainian territory of Crimea. It's going to take something like that. But I do think providing F-16s is helpful in the push for ultimate peace negotiations, because it just reinforces like nothing else has done, that NATO is permanently on the side of Ukraine. But I think it will take additional losses by Russians on the battlefield for Putin to be ready to negotiate. Don't forget, Zelensky put an offer on the table about a year ago that was a decent offer. It included putting Crimea in a special status for 10 years. Putin never took him up on that. And it really is up to Putin as to when he is ready to negotiate and bring this tragic war to an end. Dr. Rebecca Grant, National Security Analyst, President of IRIS Independent Research. Thank you so much for being with us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.